This movie has big names and no sense. Today I'm talking about 1997's Anaconda. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm talking about Anaconda, which recently showed up on Netflix and gave it a rewatch, and it is just as absurd as I remember, if not more so. So, yeah, without further ado, let's get started. So, yeah, my wife and I are watching a bunch of animal attack movies. I don't know why, but she enjoys them, and I'll watch almost anything, and the more ridiculous, the better sometimes. So what better time to check out the pretty successful J-Lo and Ice Cube cult classic Anaconda. The film follows a documentary crew that are traveling to the Amazon in hopes of making contact with a long-lost indigenous tribe. But their plans go off the rails when they pick up a stranded snake hunter named Paul Cerrone, who quickly shifts the mission in pursuit of a legendary and lethal Anaconda. So Anaconda isn't a good movie. The tone is a mess, every character has one characteristic, and the snake attacks lacks something. But it is fascinating and fun to watch, so here's what stands out to me. First off, how much would this cost to make now? I come to this question from two angles. The first is that making a modern monster movie typically means your animals are CGI to save money and expand what you can do. While there is really some really shaky effects work in this movie, there are attempts to keep things practical, which strangely seem to age worse than the CGI in spots. The second angle is who's in the movie, because a movie led by J-Lo and Ice Cube would be much more expensive nowadays. Oh, also, Owen Wilson is here, and yeah, he just made another movie with J-Lo, didn't he? And John Voight is an established actor who probably doesn't come cheap. All of the movies are all movies are time capsules in a way, but this one is so of its era. Speaking of John Voight, how much direction did John Voight get? John Voight's performance in this movie is completely ridiculous, but also one of the biggest reasons to watch the movie. Voight Cerrone is obviously a sketchy dude from the moment we meet him, and Voight seems to enjoy being on the other side of a creepy river adventure, deliverance anyone, but his accent and line deliveries are impossible to pin down. He's apparently a former priest in training from Paraguay, but that doesn't explain why he speaks like a generic foreign person or a Creole boatman. It makes no sense, but hearing him describe in monologues how an anaconda kills his prey by squeezing you like your one true love is pretty fun. And then we have the anaconda kills. Most animal attack movies that take place in the water follow the Jaws formula. You make the water feel very creepy, which means anytime someone has to get in the water, we're waiting for a bite. But since that's not how anacondas kill their prey, they squeeze them to death, this movie is all over the place. Sometimes it's a Jaws riff, other times the snake is climbing to pursue somebody, and sometimes it's flailing its body around like a melee weapon. It is very silly at points, but I enjoyed it. I'd be curious to see how a different movie with modern effects, not the straight-to-DVD sequels, would tackle this. The verdict is it's bad, but good. Anaconda isn't good, but it's definitely my kind of trash. 3 out of 10 by normal movie standards, 7 out of 10 by so bad it's good standards. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.